Well, recently we've been studying about spit, and uh, we uh, another lesson on that this morning. We're not going to continue on that, but it did bring something else to mind. Uh, this, we saw it on, there was two parables, uh, the one, the first one, the blind man, the next one was the blind man, and then this morning we looked at the one that was, uh, he was deaf, and he had a speech impediment, and uh, the Lord Again, spit, and uh, put his finger in his ears, touched his tongue, and said, then he spoke plainly. And we discussed a lot of what we hear today in the religious world, and it's not plainly. And I don't want to get carried away with that, but the scriptures... Paul, I don't think it could be stated much better, but by the grace of God, Paul said... He said, I determined not to know anything among you, say Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's plainly. <laughs> but what I hear from the world or even the, the first church, here I go, <laughs> the first church at Jerusalem sat down there at Antioch and said, yeah, we believe in Jesus and everything, but in order to be saved, you've got to be circumcised, keep the law of Moses, you know. So then they sent a commission up there and they went up there and the same thing. Well, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but you still got to be circumcised, keep the law of Moses to be saved. So they had the discussion. And then Peter stated, uh, again, very plainly, we believe it's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he spoke plainly. So this man, after the Lord uh, touched his tongue, uh, or, yeah, and, and, and he, then he spoke plainly. So, uh, with that in mind, I really want to talk this evening, like I said, it's not a continuation, uh, but about speech problems, because this man started out with a speech impediment, speech problem, and uh, the Lord healed him, again, spit out of the mouth of the Lord. So, but we want to talk about uh, speech problems, and we'll be going to the book of well, our lesson being Nehemiah, but we'll go to the book of Deut- Deuteronomy uh, to begin with. But speech problems, does it, cause, does it cause problems? Does it cause confusion? I remember as a young lad growing up out at Waterloo uh, in a grocery store. And actually, it was one of my schoolmates. We were, I don't know how old we were, uh, seven, eight years old. And uh, so we had a grocery store, and and so he came to the store uh, one evening. And his mom had sent him to the store. Usually she came to the store, but she'd sent him. And he said, uh, uh, where's the the chili? So took him back and, uh, you know, had some cans of chili. He said, no, no, no. He said, chili. I said, well, this is it. So I think my mom came. And he said, you know, chili. And he said, well, this is, this is what we got. He said, no, that stuff you put with peanut butter on bread. So jelly was what it, So speech problems can cause some confusion. Uh, well, let me give you one more thing to give an example. So many years ago, uh, we had a meatpacking plant, and... In the uh, what now is Park Avenue Apartments, it used to be the old Marty Hotel, and they had a restaurant downstairs. And at this particular time, they had it was a Chinese restaurant. So uh, we had the account, and uh, he bought uh, fresh hams. 
not cured, but just fresh hams. So we sold, I mean, he bought a lot of fresh hams. He had a good business. So, but he spoke a little bit of English, and I speak a little bit of English. And uh, so one time I said, listen, I mean, we can't, I didn't tell him this, but we can't buy pigs with just hams. You know, the rest of, the, rest of it comes with it when you go to the market and buy a pig. So what I said was, I said, well, you know, we're going to be out. We don't have enough hams. We can sell you pork shoulder, and it's, in fact, it's a lot cheaper. So, yeah, 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 okay. I'm not mocking him. I'm just, there were speech problems between us. So we sent him the shoulders. Next time I went and take his order, he ordered this again. And I don't even know if he used the terminology ham or shoulder, but he, anyway, he wanted to order again. He said, but don't cheat, don't cheat, don't cheat. <laughs> I said, well, I tried to explain it to him. This is a different cut of meat. It's cheaper. We don't have enough hands. But anyway, speech problems causes confusion. So, I'm, again, I'm not going to tie it in with our lesson this morning. And this man was healed of his speech problems. So I'm going to look at the other way. What causes speech problems? Like I said, not tying it in with the morning's lesson. So what's, what kind of causes speech problems? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7, and uh, we'll see commandments uh, of the Lord. Deuteronomy 7, and let's start in verse 1. This is commandments that the Lord gave Israel. So Deuteronomy 7 and 1. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land where thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Remember he told King Saul, kill every man, woman, child, and suckling. Hard to, maybe it's a hard saying as they say, but that was a commandment of the Lord. We know he didn't do that, of course. Uh, verse 3, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, cut down their idols, Burn their carved images with fire. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So this was what he told Israel, uh, of course, before they went over there. And, but this is what he told them. This was the commandment that, uh, that he gave them. Now let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Chapter 13. So in Nehemiah's time, Nehemiah uh, came and uh, one of the things, 
in Nehemiah's time, they rebuilt the wall of Israel because the wall had been tore down and everything. And that's not the point uh, that I want to get out of this. But let me do say this. The wall from Israel was for separation. The wall of separation had been taken down. So Nehemiah came, and this was one of the things, uh, was to rebuild this separation. So uh, Nehemiah 13, and let's go start in verse uh, 23. In those days also saw I Jews who had married women of Ashad, Ammon, and of Moab. So what we just read, you know, they were not to do this, but they did. What was the results of marrying these? Uh, Schofield used the word foreign a lot of times. Strange may be in there. But anyway, what was the results of this? The Lord told them, don't, don't marry them. Don't give your daughters. Uh, and, and don't take their daughters and so forth. Uh, so in verse 24, because they did this, they married, they mingled, they mixed. They were unequally yoked. And their children spoke half the speech of Ashad and could not speak the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. So right away we see the result of this mixed marriages was speech problems. And uh, like I said, I gave a couple earthly examples. I went, where's the chili? <laughs> okay. It went a jelly, but anyway. Uh, so here, they married these other ones, and we see right away speech problems. Do you think there's going to be confusion? Well, of, of course there is. Uh, let's read on then, 25. And so then this Nehemiah in his time, who was one of the things he was going to do was, was rebuild this separation. This wall of separation had been taken down. He's going to re be rebuilding the wall of separation. This is not talking about the wall, but we're looking at separation. At 25, and I contended with them and cursed them and smoked certain of them and plucked off their hair and made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet uh, many nations was there no king like him, who was beloved of God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did the foreign women cause to sin. Shall we then hearken unto you? Uh, shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God in marrying foreign women? Your Bible may say strangers, strange women. For, I'm going to stick with foreign. That's, I'm okay with that. Uh, and one of the sons of uh, Joiada, the son of e uh, Eliasib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat, the Horonite. Therefore, I drove him away from me. So here you can see there's a separation. We're not talking about the wall here, but we're talking about separation. 
Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and all the Levites. Thus cleansed I them from all the foreigners and appointed the duties of the priest and the Levites, every one uh, in his uh, business. And for the wood offering and times appointed and for the first fruits, uh, remember me, O my God, uh, for good. So uh, we see what they did. We saw, we read the commandments. Not suggestions. We read the commandments of God. And certainly we see they were guilty of this. They did this evil. And again, Nehemiah's time, he was rebuilding this wall, the separation. He's not talking about a literal wall here, but we see he's restoring a separation. So 25 says, And I contended with them and cursed them, smote certain of them, plucked off their hair, made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not... Give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons uh, for yourselves. So he, he contended, uh, contended with them. It says he, he, he cursed them. And, uh, well, verse 29 says that, Well, remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and all the Levites. So he, he, he cursed them, so to speak. God remember them for what they had done. Defiled the priesthood. So uh, uh, he said uh, in verse 28, uh, I drove him from me. This one that had done that. said, I, I drove him from me. A separation. Uh, and then it says in verse uh, 25, it says, I uh, plucked off their hair. Well, there's a, uh, uh, a scripture, we won't go read it, in Leviticus, tells them to make no baldness. They were instructed not to make any baldness. But here, Nehemiah, one of God, says, I plucked off their hair. Well, we studied Nazarites a, a few times through the years, and Nazarite was set apart for sacred purpose for the Lord, and a razor was not to touch their head. They weren't to cut their hair, their beard, or anything, and that was a sign of a Nazarite. They could be a Nazarite for life, as their Lord was, as Samuel was, or they could take a temporary vow of a Nazarite, but all this time, they were not to take away, it was called a head of separation. Forget about the hair, it's a head of separation. And they were not to cut it. Well, here, these were in the office or going through the motions of the priesthood. And Nehemiah says, I'll expose them. Cut off the hair. They're, they're not set apart for the Lord's service for, as far as that goes. So I plucked off the hair. They're not fit to be priests. They're not fit to be Nazarites. Because what did he do? Uh, 24. And their children spoke half the speech of Ashad and could not speak the Jews' language. So now these mixed marriages caused speech problems. There was confusion, if you will. They didn't know je jelly from chili, <laughs> as far as that goes. But they had the uh, speech problems. And, and uh, we see this, well... 
we see what this will do, and we, I, I don't think I'll take the time to go read it, but you can read about uh, uh, Solomon. And of course, it tells us here that Solomon uh, had, I forget the number of wives and concubines, but he took them of the other nations. I realize it might make good political sense. I'll make a treaty with you. Here's a daughter. I'll make a treaty with you. And had all these wives and concubines. But it says in latter years, calls him, he set up gods for each one of them. So, worshiping the false gods. Because of what? This mixed marriage. And it calls speech problems. Um, 27, uh, Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God in marrying uh, foreign women? So, what we look at this in, uh, let's see, okay, in, in 28 there. So it was a great evil. And, and these mixed marriages that caused speech problems was a great evil. So then it gives us more details of what really took place. And in verse 28, and one of the sons of Joida, uh, the son of Eliashib, the high priest was son-in-law to Sandalat, the Horonite. There I drove him away from me. So uh, Eliasib here was the high priest. And now this was his grandson that was in the priesthood. And he married one of the daughters of Sanballat, who was a, a Horonite, a stranger that they were commanded not to do, which caused speech problems. And it says, Nehemiah drove him out from the priesthood. Cut off his hair, you're not a Nazarite, you're not fit to be priest. This mixed marriage, worshiping these other gods, bringing these other gods in, that was the result of it. Speech problems. So he kind of cleaned house in the office of the priesthood. Restoring the separation, again, one of the big things about Nehemiah at this time was to restore the wall. The wall's separation from Israel. And we see here restoring separation. We have Israel and, and, and the God of Israel. But they would go out and take wives of these foreign nations. And then they would take, and in marrying that, then they'd bring their gods in. And we had the speech problem. But Nehemiah drove them out, restoring this uh, separation. And uh, again, 29, he cursed them. Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and all the Levites. So they had done this, bringing in these, the strange wives and strange gods. So in verse 30, thus cleansed I them from, the, uh, from all foreigners... And appointed the duties of the priests and of the Levites, everyone in his business. So he kind of cleaned house there. Again, I like to say he restored the separation. But they had speech problems. So is that, what's some of the results of speech problems? Uh, you, you will remember... Uh, 
uh, early on that there was these people uh, building this tower. And David, you and I talked about not too long ago, just in a side conversation. Here we have an earthly people wanting to build a tower to God, wanting to be like God. And that's, that's, we see that throughout the religious world today. We want to be like God. Eve wanted to be like God. That's what, when Satan said, don't partake of this, or when God said, don't partake of this, I don't think they were tempted at all. Yeah, God said, don't. So Satan says, yeah, you can partake of it. You're not going to die. That still wasn't enough. But when he says, you'll be as God, oh, yeah, we want to be, that's good. And people today think they are, uh, they take on God's attributes or believe that they do. So in this Tower of Babel that they were building, and they seemed to be fruitful in their work. And what happened? The Lord confused the language. Confused their speech, speech problems, if you will. And that was, they were not fruitful after that. And that's one of the things I want to bring out from that. They were not fruitful after that. Another earthly example as far as being fruitful and everything and speech problems. Many years ago, I had surgery on my vocal cords. And in the recovery period, I wasn't allowed to speak, not even whisper. They said, especially don't whisper. So here I am working and doing construction at that time. And I can tell you many examples. But Gene, this speech problem caused problems. <laughs> I remember one time I was hanging over the edge of the roof, holding up this big two-by-something fascia board we're putting on this building. And somebody's... I was on this end, standing on my head, reaching over, just barely grasping it. And on the other end, it was uh, Lord Myers. But anyway, and then somebody was on the other end. So he started this conversation about something. I don't know what it was, talking about the weather. I don't know. And here I was, barely hanging on. <laughs> and finally, I, and, and it wasn't a real tall. It was probably eight foot off the ground. I think he's on a stepladder. And I was just barely holding on to this thing, and he was just talking, talking. So finally, I couldn't speak. So I just dropped the board. And then I had a notepad, so I wrote a note, hurry up, I can't hold this much longer, <laughs> and handed it to him. So it caused speech, or the speech problems caused confusion. Another time, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this or not, but... So my handwriting typically is for my eyes only. <laughs> uh, it's, nobody else probably can read my notes or anything like that. So you can imagine what it was like scribbling while I was working, you know. So I scribbled. So we was uh, working on this house, and, and Gene Pardo was doing some wiring and stuff like that. So I had a larger wire was going to run a range, a cook, cook stove. So I was kind of looking for it, couldn't find it, and I wrote, has anybody seen my big wire? He said... What the blank are you talking about? Has anybody seen your big wife? So anyway, it causes speech problems, causes a confusion. wasn't very fruitful during that time period. Uh, something else I noticed, and this is completely off the point. When I wasn't really allowed to talk or anything, everybody talked to me real loud like I was deaf or something. You know, that was really funny to see people doing that. But anyway, uh, okay. But Babel... Their speech, language was confused. They wasn't fruitful. Uh, I believe it's the same today in the Lord's churches. No longer fruitful. 
uh, not prosperous. In uh, Acts chapter 2, and I believe this is the only place we see that this, what happened at the Tower of Babel was reversed. So they had speech problems back there, but here in Acts, we see this reversed for a people. Uh, very familiar to you, but let me, let me read this, and you're going to see there's a clearing up of the speech problems. It was, it was really cleared up. So Acts 2, and uh, let's just start in verse 1. Again, very familiar scripture to you. Uh, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? So we see this as, a, as the Holy Spirit was, was given, that it, it reversed for a people what happened at, at Babylon. Babylon, he confused the language. There was no fruit. Here... Boy, did he unconfuse the language. Everybody heard in their own language. And do you think it will be fruitful from this? And yes, this is where the fruit will be brought, will be brought forth. But, um, so, languages, language, speech, don't we want it unmixed in the Lord's churches? Do we want Speech problems. We know what happens. We saw the results to it. Do we want to join and marry strangers? And our children having speech problems? We won't bring it in, but you can look at Casting your pearls before swine goes along with this, but we won't look at that. So let's go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter six. So we saw Nehemiah's time rebuilding the wall of separation and in the priesthood, restoring the separation, casting those out that had the had made marriages with these foreigners who they were not supposed to. And, and cast out and again put that separation in the priesthood that they would not uh, be joined with them as they were instructed not to. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. O ye Corinthians, our speech to you is candid, our heart is wide open. On our part, there is no constraint, but there is constraint in your affections. 
In fair exchange, I speak as unto my children. Open wide your hearts to us. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that dwelleth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And that goes back, I, I didn't bring it out in our previous studies, uh, the last three lessons, but whenever he would go to heal them, he's going to heal that one speech. Separate him from the multitude. Lead him out from the city. There's always a separation there. So here, we're seeing this separation again. Come out from among them. Be separate. That's what he told Israel. Be separate. That's what Nehemiah said. Uh, okay, you're the priesthood. You've married these, these foreign women. Be separate. So they're establishing this separation. So here we see the same thing here. Come out from among them. Be separate. Is separation important? Was it important? Without separation, does it cause speech problems? In uh, the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians here, Second uh, Corinthians 11, 1 and 2. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous of you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. He's talking about, of course, his church. And, uh, well, let's, let's read on verse, uh, of course, he said, you know, uh, join to Jesus Christ, I've espoused you to one, uh, even to Jesus Christ. So don't be marrying others. Don't be joined with others. Be separate. In verse 3, he says, but I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his craftiness, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And David, you remind us of that. Thank you for that this evening. The simplicity that is in Christ. For if he had come preaching, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, in other words, We've got this simplicity in Jesus. Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you. Say, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I've stated the same thing. By God's grace, by the grace of God, you ask me, and that's going to be my answer. How do babies get to heaven? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Not dying before they're 12 years old. How does somebody that's mentally retarded, how do they get to heaven? 
Jesus Christ and crucified. They try to tell me, well, God would create a special way for them. And as I said this morning, God did create a special way, and it's Jesus Christ and crucified. You ask me, somebody on this island or some tribe down in Africa where mankind's never found them, they're still there like that? How in the world would they get to heaven? Because they hadn't had the, the radio to preach to them. They hadn't had man to go preach to them. How would they get to heaven? Jesus Christ and crucified. The simplicity that is in Christ. We're having a Bible conference. I pray that all we have is taught is the simplicity that is in Christ. Uh, and that and it says, for he that cometh and preaches another Jesus. In other words, the Jesus, that, that simplicity is not there anymore. It's up to you. You take the first step. You make the, the seasons and you turn over a new leaf. So they're leaving the simplicity that's in Christ. No longer have the plain speech. Uh, verse 13 for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light therefore is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Now, when we read over there in the, uh, what, sixth chapter, it said, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. It's not talking, and I remember it being taught, and no doubt it still is in some places, that a member of this church couldn't marry someone that wasn't a member of this church or didn't believe exactly like we believe. That's what was taught and believed. Uh, and, and no doubt some still do. But that's not what it's teaching. We, as a body, Mount Zion as a body, we're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Not to be unequally yoked that those no longer teaches the simplicity that's in Christ. We're not to be joined with those foreigners, with those strangers. If that happens, it's going to be speech problems. It's going to be confusion. I know Arabia, and I remember uh, Brother Don telling me, he said, you know, early on, uh, we'd have different singers come in, draw crowds and everything like that. But uh, Bill, it wasn't long they figured out that that's not going to work. We don't want to be joined with that. There'll be speech problems. And, and Gene, I, I'm positive Mount Zion was the, the same way. Don't want, we don't want to be joined to that. And people, I, all the time, people ask me, you know, if they find out I'm pastor, or do you know this person that all these pastors, these other churches, they're kind of even local. And I, I know of them, but I really don't know them. We don't join with them. I know they do food drives and clothing drives and everything. Uh, for the physical man, but we don't, we don't join with him on that. We, uh, we're separate. We, I know we have uh, the Bible conference. And I know Arabia has invited different people through the years. I know Mount Zion uh, with different people through the years, and, but we don't always invite them back. 
They're teaching something that they've left behind the simplicity that's in Christ. They want to talk about yeah, many, many other things, responsibilities. They're giving honor and glory to man instead of to the Lord. So, uh, by God's grace, in Nehemiah's time, he, 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 was, he was sent to rebuild the wall uh, of Jerusalem there to restore that separation. And in the, even in the priesthood, there were some there that had married outside uh, of Israel where they were not supposed to. And he cleansed the priesthood. We see, again, Solomon, all these strange wives, they were told not to do it and ended up building idols for each one of those gods. So Arabia has always been, uh, as far as I know, uh, thought it very important to be separate. We don't join in with just anybody. Um, if we do, and if not, of course, it's in God's hands, I realize. But we see the consequences of, of being unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now these unbelievers, they're going to appear, they're going to, it says, uh, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They're going to say, yeah, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ, or I believe in Jesus, and I love Jesus, and I love God. That's the way they're going to come dressed. They'll be dressed in sheep's clothing. It said, no marvel, Satan himself is transformed to an angel of light. Certainly they, they worship Satan today. Give him honor and glory. Said, therefore is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So, uh, we pray that God will continue to cause us to be separate. That we don't have this confusion. That we don't have uh, speech problems. So we thank God as, as uh, each of us as individuals that he, he spits and puts his fingers in his ears. And, and I think there's an order in that as well. He restored his hearing first and then he touched his tongue and then he spoke plainly. So by God's grace and our prayer is that we would continue to speak plainly. That we would not be unequally yoked with unbelievers that we would have speech problems. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed. <laughs>